0: <laughs> you know, like we can keep the trend going, there's no reason why they shouldn't invite us to more
1: matches. I said that to a... Uh, there was a guy from Munster in my office the other day, and I was in the Dortmund hat. He was like, oh, I live very close to there. And I was like, yeah, we went to three matches. And he was like, well, they only win when you go. I will put in a word that they will start paying you.
2: Okay? <laughs> sure. All right. Well, well, I guess with that, we can start the episodes. It's Borussia Dortmund fans from around the world, my favorite segment. And I'm joined by four guys, and dear listeners, I hope you can keep them apart. I won't be able to, but nevertheless, let me introduce Theodore Peters. Hello, Theodore. Hello, Stefan. How are we doing? Doing quite well. It's 1 a.m. in the morning. The seventy sixes <laughs> have their tip off, and uh, so I, I may be a little bit distracted here and there, but I hope we manage. Gold <laughs> box. Yeah, go buck. Milwaukee Bucks. All right, yeah. I should have mentioned that you are all from Milwaukee, and uh, that also includes Alex. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? Hello, Stefan, how are you? Still good, still good. <laughs> <laughs> also with
1: us is Curtis. It's beautiful here, Stefan, 6 p.m. and sunny.
2: Yes, uh, Curtis is living by the lake, Uh So I'm I'm a little bit jealous. They just had the camera on for a bit and uh yeah, really nice view out there. And last but not least, Patrick. Hello Patrick, how are you?
0: Oh, always good, always good.
2: Basketball dear Stefan. (laughs) Well, you guys have a lot of things to tell, uh, because I of course met you in Dortmund while you were here. Um but first things first, uh in the same order as I just introduced you, um I will ask you real quick how you became Borussia Dortmund fans starting with you Theo
3: Well, it all started with two other people here my older brother Alex and his friend Patrick back All in right British.
2: Alex so how did you become a Borussia Dortmund fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true.
3: You could skip that. So to...
4: this was uh uh this was our friend um uh the Godfather. The Godfather. His name's Sylvan. He's from Munster, and he came over as a as a foreign exchange student and mm-hmm. played soccer with us on our high school team. And um, he kind of introduced Patrick and I to Dortmund. And Patrick and I kind of fell in love with them after so around 2004, 2005, maybe a little bit before that, um, back when they had Dede and. And, um, a lot of other players like that. <laughs>
2: Did it and other
0: yeah.
4: Players. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. To, piggy, to piggyback on what Al said there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that it was not the greatest time to become a Dortmund fan. It was kind of the beginning of uh, some difficult years, but, um, you know, I'd say prior to that, you know, I had knowledge of Dortmund, you know, when they were winning the Champions League in the nineties, I liked the bright colored jerseys, but I could never claim to be a real fan. I'd say the real catalyst was when, uh, you know, the Godfather, as we like to call him, spent the year with us in the United so States. And, um, he, uh, you know, he, he educated us on the history of the club. And, you know, then we kind of started to learn more and more about that it was maybe more than a club, uh, and, and, or that at least there's no other clubs quite like it. And, uh, you know, then, uh, from there, it was just, Playing FIFA almost every day. <laughs> playing FIFA, Playin FIFA that, in yeah. high school with uh, the likes of Jan Kohler and David O'Doncourt, Day Day, Evan Lars, Nielsen, Lars Ricken. Lars Ricken, you know, the, uh, right around the times after the, uh, the, the title in 2002. So, uh, that's kind of the beginnings of it all. And, uh, it, uh, it escalated from there a bit over time. <laughs>
2: Yeah I I guess FIFA keeps a lot of people in the game literally um uh, <laughs> to to stay in touch it's it's been 13 years then I I presume um how has your behavior of consuming Borussia Dortmund let's put it this way changed over the years with uh, I guess the development of technology and maybe also the availability of uh, watching it on TV and so forth and-
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I can tell them right now that Cable became a a unifier for all of us because I wouldn't have been a fan without it. Uh, These guys lived right down the street from me, and I had Cable. They didn't. They said, hey, do you have class? I said, no. They came over. Next thing you know, Felipe Santana scoring a goal in the 94th minute, and I'm a Dortmund fan.
0: (laughs) That that was was Curtis, you know, uh, with the – yeah, that epic match against Malaga was kind of his – Sure, First ever. fan club viewing experience and what a, what a, what a start, you know. Um, obviously Santana went on to lesser things going to a horrible club, but, uh, at least for that memory, that was, that was something. But yeah, with
4: the technology, I would say the early days, Al and I, I mean, there was nothing available. No, if it, we, if we weren't, if we weren't at the pub watching it on Goal TV, um, we are. <laughs> um streaming streaming games. Bayfall Bay net with Yeah, in uh, German when you and it would like cut in and out and you couldn't really watch it that yeah, way. Well, but yeah. we still watched, so that what it
0: was. Yeah, there was no that was the only thing. The uh Bayfall Bay net radio with uh Nobby Dickel in German. Al doesn't understand it and he's <laughs> and I can speak a little German, but not when Dickel is so excited and shouting, you know, uh, I catch bits here and there, but um you know that's kind of how we had to follow beginning then, but you know TV rights deals and yeah. now up until today, now the Fox has uh, the
1: Bundesliga, so it's quite easy now to, to watch the Bundesliga for us now and for the ba- most part. And back then, I'm sure you had to kick your mom off the phone to use the dial-up connection. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so yeah, things have things have come a long way. I would say the the difference in consuming it is. Yeah, we have the ability now to kind of watch the games together as a fan club every week, which, you know, we, we tend to do. We have kind of a main headquarters of a bar that we usually congregate for games and us four will usually be there, but we have, uh, we have a few other hardcores that usually join us. Um, but this is definitely the core of the fan club here, the, the ultras.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that bar is called the Highbury. What's up with that?
4: Yeah. So I'll tell you um Alex here, um the high <laughs> is what the guy called it um back when he opened it. Um but he's more of a all all soccer teams fan. All soccer team bar, basically. Um Arsenal games are number one, really, uh, but Dortmund games are number two pretty much. We walk in and we kinda take over the bar. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would say I would say, you know, for
0: the viewer for the people that are not viewers, for the listeners that are you know, maybe not as familiar with the 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 game in the United States. Um, you know, most most fans in America probably lean towards the Premier League, and uh, that's usually what's shown. That's usually the teams people follow. You know, so we're a little bit unique. Um, but you know, though in that bar, you know, we kind of started to bring in a lot of people, spend more money, drink more. We were louder. We had chance, and now. You know, we've kind of, uh, that's a bit of our territory. And it's our home now. Yeah, yeah, now it's a Bundesliga hub in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of fans that come to watch Bundesliga there. Not just Dortmund fans. You know, there's a few others. Uh, there's a Schalke fan that comes, but we usually try to kick him out uh, when <laughs> we can.
2: <laughs> yeah, be, be, before I get to your trip, how actually do you think uh, was the impact of Christian Pulisic in uh Creating interest and, and basically catching new Borussia Dortmund fans or Bundesliga fans in general. It was
1: huge. Yeah. I mean, every time, every time you talk to or you go to any sporting event, you go to a Brewers game, you go to a Cubs game, you'll find someone in a Dortmund jersey. It's just you go up to them, and it's a little unfortunate because you want to talk to them about Bachuai and how great he is, <laughs> and want to sign him, and they just want to talk about Pulisic. But it's nice. It's nice to have an American that you can watch,
2: definitely. Yeah, yeah, especially if he's the, the big hope of the country, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say that for us, you know, we were already, you know, Dortmund fans before he came, so it was just really exciting for us to be able to, you know, support an American for the team that we love, you know, because that had never really happened before, save happen. for Jovan Karofsky, and, you know, he's more Macedonian than American, and that's way back anyway, but, you know, um, I would say that, yeah, kind of like what Kurt was saying, it's, it's great, because... With, with Pulisic being there, you know, it spreads awareness of Dortmund. More and more people are aware of what this yellow and black team is and at least know the name. And that, that reach is really important for Dortmund as they kind of enter the American market. I think what Kurt was saying about, you know, maybe the fan wearing the Pulisic jersey, not knowing anything about the Bundesliga or much about Dortmund, um, you know, that maybe maybe for some, you know, hardcore fans in Germany that might be a little disappointing. But, you know, we also have to compete with other clubs, and I think it's important to just find ways that we can maybe educate that fan into becoming maybe more of a true fan or a real fan that understands who he's supporting and why.
2: Well, I guess we'll take it one step at a time. Um, I don't know if I want to spoil it because the story of your last <laughs> trip to Dortmund is, is pretty great and they had an amazing outcome. Actually, I will not. People uh, can listen to the end one way or another. Um, so you guys decided to go to Germany for about a week, right? I was, uh, I think we were there for 10 days. 12 days. 12 days. 12 yeah, days. 12 so more two days. two weeks. Mid February. Mid February. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't choose the best time to be in Germany because it's <laughs> cold, but, uh, I guess it was you went there, you th- were there th- for th- Carnival, right? So, um, where did you stay, <laughs> first and foremost?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the streets. No, <laughs> <on the>
0: street.
3: <laughs> well, since we, we didn't decide really to do this trip until mid December. So, even if we planned months behind, months before, During Carnival, everything was booked up, so we had to stay in hotels, but most of the hotels we stayed in was two twin beds. (laughs) So most of the times we slept sideways on the bed and had to to put the extra blanket in between the crack and then one person on
1: the floor. We became very close.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think we we
0: hit just about everything. We did a hotel, we did a a hostel in Dortmund when it was available, We, uh, we did have some locals, uh, Dortmund fans who we knew that, uh, you know, they were in the Cologne area. They let us stay there. Cronenbetter, you know, the, right? Uh, no. Junkersdorf. Oh, Jukerstor. Jukerstor. Yeah, Jukerstor. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it was a Kronen little bit of a me. random <laughs> crashing around in <laughs> Dortmund. Cologne, That's Junkersdorf, and Dusseldorf. <laughs> and then Amsterdam for both flights. Yeah. So it was a whirlwind trip. And, uh, yeah, I guess what kind of had prompted it is, yeah, you know, well, I had, I had been lucky enough to see a number of different matches before. And, you know, I kind of told them that there's nothing really like it. And for years we've been talking about doing it as a fan club. Cool. And, yeah. you know, it's big props good. to Curtis over there because
3: he kind of was like, we're he doing it. it. He pulled the trigger. We're yeah. doing
0: it, and he found some cheap flights and scanned the card. And the next thing you knew, we were in. We were in the in the Zoo
2: Tribune. Yeah, I heard. I heard, I heard that decision was sort of, uh, you know. <laughs> Drunk booking, I guess, what you call it? <laughs> yeah. It have been a little
1: bit. It might be, uh, Maybe a girl dumped me or something, and I was a little upset. and I, uh, I got to get away from that. And yeah. I said, boys, we're going to
2: Dortmund. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a joke, but kind of not, really. It, there is a lot of truth behind it. <laughs> Well, usually those are the best jokes, right? When they're true.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, maybe February... Maybe February isn't the best time in terms of weather to go to Germany, but we were going there for Dortmund, and in the fixture list in February, it meant that in 10 days, we could see three matches. Well, three One, matches in eight days. Or three matches in eight days, yes, yeah, basically what we did.
1: And. So. The word of our trip, not only with the three matches, the word of our trip was destiny. Everything that was supposed to happen, happened. (laughs) And the reason we started off saying this is because when we got to Cologne, all we did was have a great time. We gave it all to Cologne. (laughs) We went back to the hotel room and realized I did not have my passport anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it wouldn't be a a true Euro Euro (laughs) trip for Americans if there wasn't some kind of silly what? Escapade <laughs> of a yes, lost passport or escapated.
3: something
1: <laughs> like that. But Cologne found the passport. Yeah, yeah luckily Cologne. We we gave, money gave money everything back. back to Cologne, so Cologne decided to give my passport back, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, the people
2: <laughs> at the train station found it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we like to think that we gave a lot to Cologne and it had something in return for us. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. So since I'm from Dortmund, I never really been to carnival in Cologne, but since you had the uh, first hand experience, um, maybe for listeners that may also want to experience that how would you describe carnival in cologne
3: for nuts crazy yeah. <laughs> for for uh, american listeners for midwestern people a lot of people have heard of a lot of people go to st patrick's day in chicago or say phil when philadelphia won the super bowl without people going nuts and crazy imagine all those people with a family experience family atmosphere Everyone's drinking, everyone having a good time and all different parades, different parades each day. So it's like,
1: yeah,
3: it's like the Pasadena Rose Bowl parade every single day for five days and everyone's on
1: holiday. It's,
3: it's a good time for everyone.
1: I've never been to a place where every single person has the biggest smile on their face. Everybody has a great time.
2: Mardi Gras on steroids. Yeah, Marty I don't know. On steroids. <laughs> um, See, this is but, why it would never work in Dortmund. People here are just too miserable. yeah yeah, i mean
0: uh it's it's hard to really you know explain it to you know people who haven't been there because you know in in the united states you can't really just celebrate on the street quite like that with you know drinking
3: beers openly and you know um, (laughs) that's where
2: it ends basically (laughs) the street
3: street would have to be Shut down and locked off and everything in America.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just even the nature of American cities, we don't have as many pedestrian zones and, you know, areas where cars aren't allowed, you know, so it's just uh, even, even the city itself is kind of built perfectly for an event like that. Yeah, is. You know, and the whole city shuts down. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't think there's anything quite like it. Highly recommended. What do you say, guys? I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: go to carnival and come. <laughs> I would say it's absolutely amazing. Uh, <laughs> I would say the most amazing thing is too is uh, Kolsch, which is a uh, style of brewing. And there's a lot of, I mean, obviously for the American listeners, uh, it's amazing how good Kolsch beer tastes in Cologne, and All then you drink it, better. and then you drink it outside of Cologne, and this is the most average beer I've ever had. It's amazing. You enjoy it so much, the beer tastes good. Altweer
2: is better. Altweer, cool. <laughs> All, All right. Cool. right. This is, this is a conversation for an entire, another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I versus Kölsch is, uh, basically Düsseldorf versus Cologne. <laughs> 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 and they are big rivals when it comes to beer and carnival because <laughs> yeah. in Köln they say I love and in <laughs> Düsseldorf they say hello. So big differences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back to your trip. So you, um, were in a drunken haze, maze, haze <laughs> in Cologne. And, uh, then you got to enjoy the Westfalen against Hamburg, a 2-0 win, if I recall. Well, yes. the, the
0: first match, the first match we went to was, uh, before. before we went to, to Cologne. So we had, we had gotten up at about 5 a.m. in Amsterdam.
1: Um, Some of you got Got up. Some of us were carried.
0: Yeah, some of us were carried actually, but whatever way we made it to the train and, um, I think we arrived in Dortmund, um, change, change trains in Duisburg, um, and, uh, around 9.30, we're in, uh, we were in Dortmund and, um, started making our way. That's where we
3: met Sylvan too.
0: Yeah. We, we met our, uh, the godfather as we've been calling him. He's kind of the, the, one of the leaders of the fan club in Germany, I guess. He's kind of our connection. Also helped us with the tickets. He's a legend. If he's listening, we love you, Sylvan. <laughs> um, but he, uh, yeah. So we met him and then that's when we, we went to the Hamburg game. And because we didn't have a place to stay that night, we went straight to Cologne right mm-hmm. after the game. So that was a long haul. We, that day we went from Amsterdam to Dortmund to Cologne and we didn't go to bed.
3: Till sometime in the morning,
1: yeah. and thank <laughs> God we were in a good mood after that Hamburg match. Yeah, Stefan. for
3: the for the Hamburg match, we had to we met with Sylvan, and then I forgot where we met. Some small cafe, but great schnitzel. <laughs> I want to yeah. say we had schnitzel there three times, <laughs> and there we met Edelman, Edelman, yeah. something Edelman. There we met. Edelman. We met the lead, one person from the fan club. The fan club. So,
0: the, the Fan Club punked. Yeah. The Fan Club pumped. Represent. Shout outs to the Geiler Fan Club. That's, uh, another Dortmund Marcus, fan club man. that, uh, he, he got him. some links to. So my previous Dortmund games that I went to were on there. Grace is kind of helping me out with getting some ticket connections. Um, and it was the same this time. They were able to, uh, we were able to get some tickets in the Zoo Tribuna, which, you know, For, for the guys that, uh, on the trip where it was their first game, I mean, it had to be the Zoo Tribuna for the first experience because there's, there's really, there's really nothing quite like it. You know, I'm reading in the newspaper that Everton's building a new stadium and they're trying to model their, you know, stand off of the yellow wall. You know, they can try to. Duplicate, but you know it it can't happen. Many right. replicate, but never duplicate, as I mean, they say.
1: The yellow wall was amazing, but I'm so happy that game turned around. I don't know if you remember the first 45 minutes of the Hamburg match, but that might have been the most <laughs> boring football to watch I've ever seen. Schürrle had a chance in the first yeah. five minutes, yeah. and that was
3: it. <laughs> Perfect pass from Royce. Royce's first touch put him through, and Schürrle
1: just took too many touches, of course. But I mean after Götze scored that goal I mean you want to tell him how your mind changed Oh, oh yeah so there's a story about the
0: fan <laughs> club so um I uh Mario Götze and I have an interesting history um we had a falling out like lovers often do and uh when <laughs> obviously many people know that why why we had a falling out um and even when he came back uh he still hadn't quite won me over yet I I didn't not support him but I could say that it was hard for me to fully love him again but um, when he scored that goal and it went nuts um, I I don't really remember saying it but I did openly confess that uh, you know um, I forgive you <laughs> in my heart completely I love you again I'll always love you and it, it got a bit sentimental
2: <laughs> so, so, so Patrick does it mean uh, your firstborn will be named Mario or not that far
0: well um, I mean it's hard to say we'll, we'll we'll see nine months from February if there's any children in the Dortmund area so <laughs> or Cologne I, it was,
4: uh, <laughs> or, it Cologne. was <laughs> or
0: Cologne, <laughs> or Cologne. <laughs> but if it's in Cologne I might have to name it Lucas after Podolski yeah. I think that we did but Mario
3: Lucas <laughs> We, visited, we did visit Fudalsi's ke- kebab shop. kebab shop. How, yeah. how, how was
1: it? Fantastic. It was good.
3: It was a good dinner. It was a good dinner. But, well, yeah. yeah, we had about eight of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, but uh, the Hamburg match was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a great start to things. And, you know, um, also just in the train station, I think the atmosphere between, you know, Dortmund fans and Hamburg fans and that connection there was uh, kind of uh, an interesting mm-hmm spectacle in the train station Mm -hmm. you know and for american fans and other people who haven't really been to you know matches in europe you know when you're in the train station and you have you know a hundred fully armed riot gear you know police after the game kind of keeping people making sure that nothing happens it's uh it's it's a very different experience you don't really have anything quite like that obviously nothing kicks off but um there's just a bit more passion and the support, I would say.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, for, for people that don't know, Dortmund and Hamburg actually have a long history of a fan friendship, so... Point yeah. shocked. Uh, yeah. p- p- police in uh, riot gear usually isn't necessary there, but, you know, it's it's good to have them, I guess. So um, I, yeah. I always think it, it's, it's more escalating than de-escalating, but that's also another discussion for another podcast but yes the, the atmosphere between Dortmund and, and Hamburg in those games is special I would say if, if yeah. you want to experience a good Bundesliga atmosphere uh, albeit, albeit maybe not the best Bundesliga football but atmosphere wise go to Dortmund with this Hamburg because yeah. that is really rocking oh.
0: and usually a, a lot of goals one of my favorite Dortmund goals of all time was uh, I think Rosicki against Hamburg where he uh scored into the open net. You know, where he was running I think from half field already.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Epic That's moment awesome.
2: where he was celebrating with <laughs> yeah.
4: he,
0: yeah, he wasn't it's not like he was being cocky when he was celebrating. He was just just so excited and couldn't really believe that he was so open. <laughs> so yeah so, all yeah, com- always-
2: come to think of that a lot of my favorite goals were scored against Hamburg. We all <laughs> remember that strike from Jakub Blaszczykowski to have a really late equalizer. Oh, 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 I, yeah. I don't know, but but there yeah. was a there was there was a really great goal. Kringa goal. Kringer,
0: Florian Kringer, that rocket! I was just gonna say that one, yeah. Wow.
2: And yeah. there was a goal I don't even remember who scored it, but I remember that there was the perfect layoff from Kevin Großkreutz. That was like one of the best team goals. Dortmund scored. Under Anna, under Jürgen Klopp and uh, Kevin Großkreuz had, you know, he, he had an open net, but he, he chose to lay it off again for Götze, I think it was, and or or Barrios or Lewandowski, someone, and uh, yeah, that was a really great goal. I think it was scored in about 2010, I think 2010 2011. That must have been the season because the first championship season was the home game where they beat Hamburg. I think it was 2-0 or so and where it actually meant something to beat Hamburg. How time <laughs> changes. Um, so, so then you went to Cologne and then back again to Dortmund for yeah, the yes. uh, Europa League game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we were down in Cologne for Rose and Montag. Uh, we <laughs> were for, for Rose and Montag and, um, yeah, the, uh, and all of that, and then what was it? When was the? It was a Thursday. It was a match. Thursday game,
1: yes. So, delightful. and it was in. It was amazing how many Bergamo fans were in Dortmund. I we got off the train and we almost thought we were in Italy.
0: It well, was, yeah, on the on the bus ride. Remember yeah. when we, oh, we stopped the bus? We accidentally stopped the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <funny. laughs> Al Al was uh, on the bus, so we took this bus from. Um, we, Leverkusen. for Leverkusen yeah. yeah so we had to from Cologne we took uh the regional train or whatever to uh, uh Leverkusen and then we hopped on a bus for like 10 euros yeah. from Leverkusen yeah. to Dortmund and uh I was annoyed the whole time on the bus because these Italian guys were talking next to me the whole time and uh and speaking Italian I knew they were Atalanta fans and uh, and I was just slowly getting kind of annoyed uh, Luckily,
1: no. Al saved it for all of us. <laughs> Al had Al had to use the facilities, which you have to walk down a couple of stairs to get to. And uh, there is a button to open the door, and there is a button for an emergency, which is red, uh, which is a red button. <laughs> so <you> know, <laughs> Al Al pushed
0: the red button, and then the bus driver had to pull over and
2: stop. Well, maybe I'll, for Al, it was an emergency in that moment. <laughs> I don't want to judge. <laughs> then Al came out, was like confused, and the guy
0: the guy's like, well. You are, haven't you ever been to the American cinema? Never push the red button. Never push
1: the red button. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun.
0: So that was a fun little, so if any of the listeners were on that bus, uh, we're <laughs> sorry for that stop. Well, Alice, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we made it, we made it to the match. Um, and we stayed in a hostel the night before the game. Um, uh, made sure we we had our our got an early start to it uh we went uh to the uh to the city center and we mm-hmm. saw emma
3: yeah we,
4: we, oh we, we,
1: to we fans might. to fans i want to let you know about my friend patrick and when he saw emma the mascot from about 400 feet away in the set in the center of a very big opening in the city center of dortmund he beeline sprinted it no pun intended straight <laughs>
2: to emma, Good one.
1: Straight to emma.
0: Yeah, I I I can't quite explain what what it's like to see. I can explain Emily it in person when just the big smiling it, yellow and black. I I just wanted a hug. That's it's when it, so I ran for a hug.
2: I I wonder, you know, just just a change of perspective here right now. Just imagine being the person inside of that mascot and you see some American guy <laughs> running you at full speed. What do you mean, yeah.
0: Stefan? There's. What do you mean? A person inside the suit?
2: What? <laughs> Emma's real. What are you talking about? Uh, of course. Uh, we we are yet to s- establish whether it's a she or a he, but I guess it's, it's a, a he. It's a he. It, it's a he, but
3: I call we her heard she. It's a he. <laughs> but we met that the night before the Atalanta Bergamo match. We met with you. I believe. At a wonderful restaurant. Mitch
2: Maka's. It's Mitch, Maka's. Maka's.
0: Mitch Maka's. Christoph, we love you. Kevin Grosskreutz, it's beyond love. But,
2: uh, yeah, I I, I thought to myself, well, where to take three American guys? I guess uh, they don't want to have American cuisine or whatever Germans call American cuisine because it's awful here in Germany. If you've been (laughs) to the state once, you can basically never have a good burger again in Germany. Well, there are some joints, but you know, most are pretty crappy. So I thought, okay, let's, uh, get them some schnitzel and uh, take them to the place that uh, Kevin Großkreuz owns to make the connection to Borussia Dortmund. And uh, it was a really brilliant night, I would say.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ended Uh, up up being fantastic. A a great schnitzel,
0: good good decor on the walls, a great atmosphere. For us as a fan club from Milwaukee in the bathroom, um, you had a bunch of Harley Davidson stuff, so (laughs) we enjoyed that. But, um, I, it was interesting, uh, Stefan, because I don't think you knew that, um, this fan club in particular had an a special, uh, a special love for uh, Kevin gross Um, and, uh, it's, uh, maybe, maybe a bit of an obsession actually <laughs> with Kevin gross but, um, you know, What a Dortmund legend. I mean, to be, to be, you know, a fan in the stands and then playing on it. So to go to his restaurant was pretty awesome. And, uh, actually, your choice to eat with us there set in motion probably (laughs) the the craziest and and best part of the trip, uh, which happened back there.
3: Yeah, we went back there the next day before the Bergamo match and we sat at the bar, got talking to the, The bartender who happened to be Kevin's business partner, Christoph, and he flat out says, oh, let me message. Let me send a video of you guys to Kevin on WhatsApp. So we all chant. We love you, You Kevin.
4: We do. We love you, Kevin. We do. We love you, Kevin. We do. Oh,
0: Kevin, we love you. Something along those lines. And even though Kevin's uh, English isn't that great, if you need a teacher, Kevin, I'm certified. I'm here. Hire me for free. I'll just be your friend. Oh Anyways, um, no, but uh, we, uh, we, we, we were there, and he was kind of eavesdropping a little bit, you know, and kind of got interested. And you know, then when he said he was gonna send that video to him, he did. Mm-hmm. And Two uh, minutes later. Kevin texted back. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Kevin texted back. He said, hey, make sure to give Jägermeister from my friends here. From and fish. From fish. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, the exact quote that he said to us was, Schöne Grüße zurück. Uh, so he sent the love back to us. And uh, I think he said, Gib den uh, viermal uh, Jägermeister fish. And uh, that was like... Probably one of the highlights of my life. Um, Kevin Grosskreutz bought us four shots of Jägermeister. Yes, listeners, it is true. Kevin Grosskreutz bought us some shots, <laughs> which it took us some time to try to really pinch ourselves and see if it was really happening, but it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um.
1: We it, even made it on his Instagram page. Yeah, yeah. It,
3: it
0: got better. It video, got better
1: yeah. because, uh, we put our video on his Instagram
3: story the next day, and tell, we tell Christoph that we're going down to the Atlanta match, and he wants he wants to give us some memorabilia of Kevin. He doesn't really have anything much, but he goes downstairs and he comes back up with a purple Nike, a Nike shoe that Kevin Kevin wore in a match years ago. Kevin's, uh, was it left Lenny. boot? What his right his Lenny. Right, boot, right
0: Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. Kevin's Kevin's right boot and it has his brother's name,
3: Lenny, Lenny, uh on it and um He told us to take that home, which was unbelievable. And the other his other shoes hanging up on the wall in the restaurant. Yeah. So I mean what a I mean, what a cool place.
0: What a cool guy. Christoph, we love you. Um you know, I'd say the coolest thing about him was that, you know, he had kind of said that, you know, for me this is something just kind of small, you know, we have a lot of different Kevin Grosskreutz memorabilia, but, like, I can see you guys really love Dortmund, and you especially love Kevin Grosskreutz. I did, even. And, uh, you know, it, it's a small thing for him, but it'd be a big thing for us, and he he was right on with that because uh it made our, our trip, it may have made our life, <laughs> um, I don't know, you know Needless
1: to say we were there for five more nights and Pat slept with the shoe each and every night.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a couple nights. Yeah,
0: Theo got a couple nights with it too. But um <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's something that uh you know he didn't have to do, but he did. And uh yeah, if, you're, if you're ever if you're ever in Dortmund, Mitch is definitely worth checking out.
1: Fantastic schnitzel.
2: Yeah, I can See recommend other, that. Even I'm though it, it went real quick yellow whop after dark in here now. <laughs> with with all the information who slept with the shoe now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, n- nothing bad happened. Was, we were just sleeping next to like, each like other. Like we said earlier, another
1: another story for another podcast, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh yeah, there was a there were also some Atalanta fans in the in the pub that day. Oh, yeah. um, I had uh, I had read uh, something uh, called the Italian who went to Malta, and uh, it was just kind of a, a funny thing, a little bit making fun of uh, Italians, I guess. But uh, yeah, they uh, I don't think they appreciated that too too much. But it, it's a pretty friendly well, atmosphere. We can to, give a recommendation.
1: We can give a recommendation to any other. Uh any other Dortmund fans when we may play an Italian team? Make sure you have a couple of guys with you if you go up to a, an Italian or Bergamio fan. And if you say a ciao bella to a middle-aged man, I'd recommend having some friends around. That's that's basically
0: it. Well, you know, I, I'd say I'm less friendly towards the Atalanta fans after hearing about, you know, what they were saying mm-hmm. to Michi Bacuayi. And, you know, that's probably something for another time. But, you know, they were clearly... Uh, doing something there, which uh, I don't have a lot of respect for. So mm-hmm. the better the better team won.
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I will say.
2: Yeah, yeah, completely deserved without any luck whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: will say though, Michi in the ninety. That was Bashuawi, right? In the ninetieth yes. minute. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. was right on our side of the stadium too. Oh my goodness! What a goal! What a time! We were so let down when they went up 2-1. We didn't know what was going on. I mm-hmm. didn't, I
3: didn't think 80,000 people could be that quiet.
1: Yeah.
3: After it,
2: it, it's only 60,000 in Europe. I think that game wasn't even sold out, right? It's like,
0: but you could have heard a pin drop for a little while there. And I'll, I'll tell you, it was the worst thing just standing there quietly while the Italian fans were jumping and cheering. But, um, then they had their turn to be quiet. Uh, which was quite nice. I got to could... say,
2: though, you were really lucky to have a great atmosphere in the Europa League because I was there when they played Salzburg, and uh, that was not really all that great. There were like five fans or so who did a little <laughs> bit of an atmosphere when Salzburg scored. But otherwise, uh, you know, the Atalanta fans, they really lit the stadium up, and that was great because it yeah. encouraged the Dortmund fans to also show that a game and so yeah Yeah. you were definitely really blessed atmosphere wise
1: definitely i mean especially because it was it was hard because the first day we sat in the zoo tribune but i i don't know if i liked sitting right next to it better because i was having just as much fun watching the yellow wall than being in it
0: yeah so the the first match for hamburg we were in the zoo tribune proper um and then uh block 14 14. yeah block block fifteen, and then uh Let's see, the next game we were in southeast. Yeah, we were southeast. So, um, you know, that, that's nice because you can actually, you can't see the yellow wall when you're in it, actually. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of nice to be next to it and to be able to, to see that as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, then from, from there after that game, um, we, we couldn't find a, an affordable room anywhere near Dortmund that night of uh, the Atalante oh, yeah. one. So we, uh, we found something cheap in Dusseldorf and we made our way there. Um, and then we spent a few days there. Um, and just kind of, you know, waiting until going to the, <laughs> waiting to go to the, uh, uh, München Gladbach. Sorry about the laughter. There's some things you can't see going on here that are <laughs> but, um, the, um, the Munch Gladbach thing. I'd say, what do you think, guys? Um, the most unremarkable place. Don't go in, to Munch I've never,
1: never stepped <laughs> off a train and wondered, why am I here? Like, like, I'm not going to lie. Sorry, people from Munchen Gladbach.
0: That city's lame. It, it there's like, it's, 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 it's just dirty. It was, yeah. It was dirtier than the other cities. There were a bunch of junkies around the, oh, the train man.
1: station. <laughs> like, like uh, Beautiful yeah. stadium, though. Yeah, great stadium. That's three miles away from the city center. <laughs> 20 minute drive,
4: 20 minute bus. But yeah, the, <laughs> yes. the train station
0: is awful. The city has very little that is striking or really impressive. <laughs> But um, the Borussia Park was was pretty nice, and um, well, other than the field, which was um, oh my gosh,
2: <laughs> well that's a, that's a funny thing because Gladbach are uh, obviously uh, made being made fun of uh, by other Bundesliga fans. They're being called the farmers because there's not really much going on other than you know farmland really around Gladbach, <laughs> and uh, you know to see that sort of pitch was atrocious, and so my colleague Markus Bach, um, he uh, was sitting next to me at Preston on uh, during the game and he was actually looking at the open job titles for Gladbach and he was actually, you know, looking it up and obviously they were looking for a new green keeper. It was hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you... I, I think anything would be an improvement, so you know... Um, yeah, I'd I'd recommend somebody applying, anybody, (laughs) any background, you know, but, uh, yeah, so other than the pitch, uh, you know, it was, it was nice. We, we didn't have, that was the only match that we didn't have tickets for, um, before we got there, but we just kind of figured that we would get down there and we'd find some Dortmund fans and, you know, that's kind of what I did and it, it, it didn't take very long and they didn't, you know, they gave it, they gave us the tickets for face value and, didn't upcharge us, so you know, um, yeah, we got to be, you know, right by the fan block as well there, so, um, that was, uh, that was pretty cool, and, um, you know, uh, yeah, the, the goal from Marco Royce was pretty spectacular, even if he says he missed hit it, you know, he can miss hit it as many times as he wants if it keeps going that way, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was also a pretty cool game to be a part of, oh, yeah. um, you know, to see him. To see him, you know, beat the, the the fake Borussia, even if it was very difficult to play on that day, it was an important three points anyway.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe somewhat fortunate three points also, but um,
3: we got to see Berkey play very well. <laughs> maybe yes. Ever.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing game, and I would actually say um. It was just good for Dortmund to, to write their luck that much and, and to still get a win because, um, usually this is the sort of game they definitely would have lost earlier in the, in the season. So, um, you know, we had some positive takeaways from that. And, um, yeah, I got to, I get, I personally got to talk, uh, to Christian Pulisic after the game. Um, I think some, uh, parts of that interview are actually on the yellow world pod, but, uh, off the record, I actually talked to him about the 76ers because uh, he's ah, also a Sixers fan, so yeah. that, that was nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we were working very hard on uh, getting LeBron James to Philly. <laughs> no, he's going to come so, play with Giannis. Yeah, get him
3: on Milwaukee. Yeah, by the way, some Hamburg fans, they met us and told him we are from Milwaukee, and they didn't know Milwaukee. They knew it as Giannis Town. For Giannis...
1: Yeah, apparently apparently that's something they call it that we didn't know. Yeah, it's like Janistown. Milwaukee, no no no, Giannis town.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was some
0: Hamburg fan. Yeah, well, he was uh, He was Greek also. Right. He was yeah, he was a Greek guy too,
1: so. And unfortunately, as hard as we tried, we did not get Socrates' take on what he thinks about Giannis.
3: Yeah. But uh <laughs> As you can say, we're too afraid to butcher their last names, both of them. Hey, but you know,
0: you know, maybe, maybe if uh, Pulisic, after he's done having a great career at Dortmund, you know, from his dunking skills, you know, I mean, hey, so- he might, he might, Dude, he might have so-
1: a future in the. He'd be a solid point guard, man. <laughs> a point guard. I if Isaiah <laughs> Thomas could do it, I guarantee you Pulisic could.
0: Yeah. So it's pretty surprising to see that he could dunk, but you know, that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. yeah, I, I haven't uh, yet to see how he hits the three, so I don't know if he will be the next <laughs> J.J. Reddick posts his uh, soccer career, but uh, we will see. I know,
3: I know Nuri shahin has got to
1: step back. <laughs> I saw a video of him. Video he probably learned that from Ersan Lyasova, who I'm sure Stefan likes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, pop quiz. Uh, who do you think is the best basketball player on the team?
1: On your team or on Dortmund? On
2: Orissa Dortmund, of course, yes.
1: Ooh. It's got to be Zagadou. It's got to be. <laughs> he could body anybody down low. <laughs> Ooh, let me think here. Seriously. He's
0: like six isn't he? I, I mean, Jeremy Jeremy Tolyan is half American. I, yeah. I feel
1: like Tolyan could have some game on the sly, you know. I could see Tolyon being a great wing defender, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a Jimmy Butler type yeah, player. Yeah,
4: Pulisic, because he grew up in the States. (laughs) He's just just around basketball. Great take. A little bit more than others.
0: (laughs) So what do we got? We got Zagadu. One person says Zagadu Zagadu at center.
1: Toljan at small forward. Toljan. Who's playing power forward? I I think.
4: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, Berkey. I think Eastock. (laughs) <laughs> he's, a, oh, he's, basketball. he's lengthy he could be a good, a good basketball alright
2: well who, who, who is it
0: is there an answer to this question alright there not?
2: was there was a player that was once described as the Polish Larry Bird by Jürgen Klopp and that's Lukas Piszczek <laughs> <laughs>
1: how could we forget about
2: peace Two? oh no I, that makes sense because
0: peace jank is just a man he, just, he, he can, can
2: throw very far so um, <laughs> yes yeah yeah he doesn't have the long, long throw trade in fifa yeah, yeah
0: yeah so we we never really grew out of playing fifa and we still do play with dorbin all the time especially theo and myself and kurt uh, you know but uh yeah, the long throw trait uh, of speech check. Yeah, he can throw the ball farther
1: than almost any other player in the I game. Think it might have been like FIFA 15 or FIFA uh, 16, where you could hit a player halfway down the pitch and he'd be wide open because there's no offsides. Yeah, when there's <laughs> a the when there's a
0: throw-in near the corner flag, it's just so dangerous. He can throw the ball almost into the penalty spot, and there's been a few goals <laughs> that way. The, the Polish
1: Larry Bird. Oh my gosh. Uh. It's awesome,
2: though. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, happened, and uh, I I'm, maybe the new guys are actually better than Pischek at basketball. I don't know, but uh, that's you know you know I, I I'm not sticking around there to assess their basketball skills. I'm afraid, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I think Zagadu could do a couple of things. To <laughs> not going to lie, I mean they they train a lot of basketball in that little training yeah, facility they have. Anyway, guys, um, I think you uh, had an amazing trip to Dortmund and uh, to West Germany in general. Um, I'll check back in nine months, or actually seven, to to see if there are any kids to be named after Mario Götze. <laughs> <Goetze. laughs> Great math, quick math. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Was there any other anecdotes on your trip home from Germany to the US or should we knock it on the head here?
0: I feel like there, there are, there is so much more, but what, what can actually be told? I know that not all of the viewers are adults, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I think that kind of covered, covered the main, main things. I think the only thing we didn't really talk about is our, just our, our fan club in general, you know, just that we've been around since 2009. Um, or, yeah, yeah, when was that? Plug. Well, we came official Plug. in
3: 2012.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bay MKE. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Asta Bay MKE. So it's one dot BBB MKE. And, uh, we, we do have a website. It's under construction. Keep your eyes out. <laughs> nice. There'll be some new posts coming up. It's been a number of years since we've posted. There's a bit of a media we, we were upset about uh, all of the media speculation around Dortmund players, so we decided to just go underground. But we so, be
2: so, so you decide um, now's the perfect time where Dortmund have their biggest overhaul in a decade or so in front of them. where <laughs> well, There will be and, rumors.
0: And, and, and the other thing uh, on the subject of our fan club and why we're trying to you know, put that website back up, because Chicago. Dortmund's coming to the USA, baby. Chicago. Woo! So... We're pretty excited about that. I know they're going to be in Nashville. They're going to be in L.A. We'll see you all in uh, Chicago. Chicago. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely uh, we want to try to help unify some fan groups that come over here and, and give, uh, give a good atmosphere, even though it's maybe not the authentic Dortmund experience. You know, we connected with a few other supporters groups during our, yeah. our time over there, Traded Info, and there's a few of them that will be – coming over here that hopefully we can repay some of their nice German hospitality in in showing us a good time and show them a good time when they're over here as well. So, um, yeah, bvbmke.com or bvb-usa.com will take you to our site. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but, I, I, I have a couple of questions left, actually. Um, first is, uh, when you named your fan club the first M- BVB MKA were you actually concerned that there was going to be a second one?
0: Uh yeah good question so yeah um for people that you know aren't huge German soccer followers when you when you do put the number 1 um be before the club that's kind of staking your claim as the the first um we weren't really worried about another fan club in Milwaukee but uh, at that time um, we hadn't been able to find any other fan clubs in the United States other than one in
1: like Texas. Buff- Buffalo, maybe? That, you know, that
0: one came up later. Know, no, but, no. um, there was one in Texas or something like that or California. I can't remember, there was but te- yeah, there was nothing East of the Mississippi. So that Very was official, you know, and we had, we had made contact with the, uh, uh, Dortmund hierarchy and, you know, they had sent a few things back, but you know, um, you know that was on our porch of our house on the east side of Milwaukee, and with the Godfather and the founding members and here. the
1: nice guy down the street with cable.
0: Yeah, we we we, we
1: <laughs> yeah. were gonna
0: we were gonna make it official, and uh, you know we needed to do something uh, to organize ourselves as supporters so that we could you know uh, you know watch matches together and make sure that pubs you know show the game so we can watch them, and that's kind of how it all started, and it. You know, from a few guys, I think we got about 25 or so total, you know, if everybody were to yeah. show up at yeah. once. And, um, you know, it's, it's growing, uh, because Dor- the awareness of Dortmund is growing. Obviously, Hulasic is a, a big factor behind that. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, Dortmund is just beginning to try to enter this market. Ooh, they really are in and, a really cool uh, situation. You know, uh, they can capitalize on that. But also, you know, there's a lot of, People in the United States that want to be big soccer fans, but they maybe just don't know how to yet. So I think it's important for a club like Dortmund with, you know, real values to kind of secure some of those people over Manchester City. And, you know, some of these clubs that people don't know anything about, but they just, you know, like it because they've got a few big names as players and a lot of money in that.
1: Yeah, I think Dortmund's a really cool spot in marketing-wise. Unfortunately, we might, like you said, we need to do an overhaul. But, I mean, from everybody that I've met, they all say, oh, yeah, Dortmund, I like watching them. So it's kind of a thing where, I mean, once once the ball gets rolling, there's a lot of people that want to watch Dortmund on Saturdays and Sundays.
0: Yeah, and uh, for people who definitely don't want to support Bayern because they're an awful club, you know, that just... You know, Rob's other teams, their talent, and that kind of thing. You know, there is an alternative, and it's important.
2: As as, as a football journalist, I, of course, have to stay neutral there, but I endorse this message. I I made the comment, not you, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Though, seriously, um, Dortmund are obviously, as you already touched upon, going to the United States, and uh, they just hired, I guess, Patrick Ovomoyela as their brand ambassador. Um, that. Which is amazing. And, uh, I hope uh, I can <laughs> get him on, on this podcast. Um, yes. Going, going forward. Um, did the club actually approach you in any sort of way or did you, or is there any, um, let's say interaction already going on where, uh, I, I don't know. Is there any communication? Is the club? No, only, only with, yeah. with
4: the yeah,
0: yeah. I'd say, I'd say that's probably the only disappointing thing is that, you know, we've been, we've been, you know, doing this for a while as an organized uh, fan club, you know, I've been to, you know, seven or eight games. These guys just did three. We went all the way over to Germany just to experience it. And, uh, you know, we we have, you know, reached out a little bit and there hasn't been a whole lot, you know, back, which is, you know, we, we think we've got, a, got an interesting thing going here that, you know, would be, you know, more of what they want to try to cultivate in the yeah. in the U.S. So, you know, we're, we're hoping that. You know, as they focus their attention, I don't care if they just focus on finishing second right now. That's pretty important. So once that's done, I mean, if they want to focus on, you know, their operations here, we would, we would be happy to, you know, help organize supporters in the U S, you know, in an official capacity or whatever, you know, kind of contact we could make officially with the club. We'd, we'd be all for that. But, you know, other than the fan club. Uh, section where they, I think they sent something back mm-hmm. to us like a number of years ago, but oh, that man. was probably the last communication we've actually had with the the club. So well, if, if Ovo meets, if Ovo wants to meet Bayfal Bay and KE, let's do it.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> we have a shoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just just don't uh, go all Australian there and try start drinking beer out of a uh, Kevin Großkreutz shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, they call no, it the no. shoei, but uh, please
4: don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let it let
2: the poor shoe be in its original form.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're actually trying to get a an airtight glass case so we can preserve it for all uh, all time for all eternity. So we're working on finalizing that. And, coming stages here
4: (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. alright so um, when Borussia Dortmund come to the US I think they will come down there a couple of times Um, what exactly do you have planned can you already reveal a little bit how you want to organize the games are there going to be meetings or do you have something planned beyond that where you have something I don't know Bill Ducky Knight's plant or whatnot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, is a, uh, there is a pub uh, called Fat Poor on the west side of Chicago. It's in Wicker Park, if anybody's familiar. And uh, we do plan on going down there. Um, I have a lot of good friends who are starting to get into soccer uh, that really want, that are they live in Chicago and they want to be a part of it. So there is a bar called Fat Poor in Chicago. It's where we'll be meeting before the game when they come to Dortmund or when they come to Chicago. If anybody would like to meet us there and head down to, uh, I'm guessing Soldier Field is where they're going to play.
3: Yeah, um, we're also going to well, from Milwaukee, we're going to take a coach bus too. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have a
0: little bit of a party bus So at the meet at the Highbury and then cruise down to the Chicagoland area. It's about an hour and a half, yep. you know, drive there. So, so do, do that and then yeah, meet meet at that location and hopefully, you know. Um, Prior to that, kind of arrange maybe a meeting outside the city. We we'll have some a tailgate. We we'll have a
3: big tailgate party in Chicago for the mm-hmm. match,
0: and uh, we're we're hoping that Kevin Grosskreutz will come as
3: well. <laughs> it's an open
0: invitation. Kevin, you're always welcome. Hansli, You're uh come join the party. I know you're still a Dortmund fan in your heart. So, but then they've also got the game in Nashville, and I I just. I just talked to somebody, uh, a friend who has a sister that lives in Nashville. And, uh, I said that I need to sleep on her couch and she said yes. So, um, I, I will definitely, some of us be arranging a Nashville trip, I think as well. And, you know, make it out to LA if we
1: can. If we can. Yeah.
0: So it's closer than Germany, actually, yeah. Los Angeles yeah. from Milwaukee, but. <laughs> So, um, but uh, yeah, there's a few supporters groups I think that'll be coming over, and as they as they start to make their plans, you know, that's one thing where they can probably reach out to us on the website, or we also have a a, a group on Facebook. Now it's not open to everybody; you have to get approved. But <laughs> if you find us on Facebook and give us a good explanation, we might think about allowing you
1: in. And I just want to let the, the listeners know how excited Pat is right now. When he gets excited, he unbuttons his shirt because he gets hot. Right now, his shirt is unbuttoned.
2: <laughs> yeah, strange things going on over He's here. He's
1: very excited for Dortmund <laughs> to come to America.
2: <laughs> All right, that's awesome. What's the Facebook call, Facebook group called? Same, I think we're
3: still with the same as our… Uh, just one b Bay MKE. Yeah,
2: so one period…
0: Or uh, BVB Uh So just like the name of the the fan club, so it's number one dot space BVB MKE. So there's another space there. So BVB space MKE.
2: All right, I'll put it in the show notes, <laughs> I guess. Nice. Yeah, there you there you go. So there, there um, we go. It um, is a it is
0: a private group, um, so you cool can't uh, you can't just get in without being approved. But uh, I. Uh, we we can approve people for that.
4: Um, well, and then Theo also has my Twitter.
3: Twitter is good, easy to contact me. Just Theodore Peters.
0: So for people kind of arranging, you know, the 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 fan visits in the U.S. for their uh, American tour, you know, yeah, we'll uh, we'll hopefully be hearing from a lot of people.
2: Yeah, people get in touch. And uh, for the sake of Patrick uh, being fully dressed again, I think we'll knock it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Th- uh, thanks again, guys. I had a lot of fun not only uh, talking to you now, but uh, back then at Mitch Muckers. It certainly was a great evening, although I, I'm afraid I had to rush out at some point because I still had to organize dinner for my wife and myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that
0: was right around Valentine's Day, yeah, I think. It, it, was,
2: well, it, yeah. was, it was, was Valentine's Day, was, so. So. Oh, God. Okay. Apologies, <laughs>
0: apologies to, to to your your lady for keeping you away on a romantic well, evening. She,
2: she had to work anyway, and uh, <laughs> I guess I, I I was out for a good cause because uh, <laughs> you, you got to uh, meet Kevin Großkreutz's yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and we thank you for it, Stefan. We would not have gone there without you. And right. What a show it is. <laughs> It's glorious. Go, go pack, go. Yeah, go pack, go. So.
0: Yeah, but, I, can, uh, I can
2: certainly end on that message. Uh So, Theodore, uh, Alex, Curtis, and Patrick, thanks again for joining me on uh, Borussia Dortmund Fans from Around the World, which I hope is a sort of timeless episode. Thanks for sharing your anecdotes and uh, the experiences of a trip. And so, uh, yeah, listeners have heard plenty of ways to get in touch with you. If they want to get in touch with me, they can do that via Twitter, at StefanButzko.com. And if they want to reach out to the Yellow Warpod and, uh, find their ways to those fans from Milwaukee, then go on yellowwarpod.com or contact, contact us on Yellow Warpod Twitter or Facebook. You know the drill and ways to subscribe is always iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher. And that's that. Until next time, goodbye.
4: B4B, B4B, B4B. <laughs>